Thanks for getting radioactive with me, Mike Z. Nine Electric, perfect time to bring in my special guest today, their singer, Thunderwood. It's funny, too, that as soon as I heard the tune Naked, I started emailing all my uh, friends at uh, DJ at strip clubs, like, dude, here's your feel-good summer anthem. <laughs> that that one turned out really cool. It kind of, it almost has like a an evil Depeche mode. It, you know what I mean? As far as like the vocals in the verse, it's very like sure. kind of synth 80s dark wave, but it's just got that meaty, gnarly guitar for, you know, us metalheads. And were you thinking about a strip club when you wrote that one? Because that's the first thing that jumped to mind to me. It, it was actually, it's tongue-in-cheek because the song, like the actual aspect, uh, when when you really dig into the lyrics, it's really about revealing yourself, not just in the physical uh, form, but, ah. you know, revealing yourself, wearing your heart on your sleeve, um, saying, revealing what's inside, you know what I mean? What your intentions are and, and things like that. Ah, okay, okay. But I got to tell you a funny story, man. We have a mutual friend, or I think at least a mutual friend, uh, a guy named Christian. He DJs all the, the uh, Live Nation VIP sections. Yes, yes, we love that guy. <laughs> Dude, he has been telling me about you guys for years, and I'm always like, all right, get me an album, get me an album, get me an album, but now it's finally here, the damaged ones. Yes, I've got, we, we're so stoked, man. Some plans changed, and we, we started working with the record label, and um, so in the meantime, we, we had done like an Indiegogo you know, a campaign on that website to get an album out. And um, enough time went on and we said, you know what, we'll just cut this album in half and release an EP to the Indiegogo people um, just so they have a little something in the meantime while we finish up this real album. But you know what I mean? Like the full length. Right. So this is kind of the after aftermath of all that. <laughs> Wanted to ask you about it. Another old friend, and I do a tribute show every year for him on, on, on the anniversary of his passing, but uh, Wayne Static. What a dude. Yeah. Talk to me about him and how you met him and got him to sing on the record and maybe tell us something that we don't know about Wayne. Well, first of all, um, I... Well, one of my bands, like I was still in high school, I had the pleasure of opening up for Static X uh, before they had re- released Twist Topic Death Trip. I knew there was something special. Like for the first time, um, I think they were playing Push It on stage. And I just remember that two note riff, na 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 and they were laying it down with such conviction and it was so simple and dumb in a way and I was like I get it this is what I need to be doing I keep (laughs) overlooking the simplicity of the stuff I was writing at the time and I was like it just needs to move you it needs to hit at that that uh, that really base level I learned so much just from that moment. It was like a eureka moment, you know? Fast forward to a few years later, I was in another band called Opiate for the Masses that toured extensively. Um, I got to tour with them, and and it was kind of in my crazier days. I was, like, partying a lot. Um, Mikey and Micah had another band that had toured with Static X also. When they had recruited me to be their singer, they talked to Wayne about me, and Wayne was like, Oh, uh, he's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? Because it was, it was it was a wild time. I was like, like streaking a lot, running around and terrorizing people <laughs> naked, and just partying. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. And so that that was his impression of me at first. But well, we all reconnected, and um, we played him. I think again, Mikey or Micah played him a track that we were working on that was very Static X reminiscent. And he was like, yeah, I'll sing on it. 
it's cool. And um, so he came down to the studio, and Mikey Doling from Snot was producing this recording. It was like our first EP. We just had a blast in the studio. He came in. It was just, I was beside myself remembering that first time I opened up for Static X when I was like in high school in Phoenix. Fast forward to then, just him singing lyrics on a track that, you know, was going out on an album that we were putting out. Insane for me. Yeah, it must have been a, a like a dream come true, like totally surreal. And how about how about Wayne? I'm sure you guys hung out and stuff as well. Talk to me about about the guy away from the the stage and the microphone. The guy away from the stage and the microphone, really soft spoken, um, witty, funny. Just he he liked introspection. I think he he had like a a house down in. Um, Oh, shoot. Kind of by Palm Springs, like just in the desert. And he liked hot rods and stuff like that. Micah, our drummer, his girlfriend had a house down in the desert, kind of in that neighborhood. So they would always go to dinner together and stuff like that. I don't know. I think he just liked a lot of the solitude, you know, away from the stage. I think I think it was he there was so much depth in his character that he could go and command this crowd and have this big bombastic voice and, you know, kind of this intimidating stature about him. But then when, when you sit down next to him, you, you, he was, had such class about him and such introspection. You know, I'm really thankful that I had that time that I did with him. Yeah. Such, such a nice guy. I interviewed him over the years and, you know, met him and stuff throughout doing radio and, and one of the nicest guys. And I used to love that about him. Cause I'm kind of like that too. I feel like, like quiet and kind of almost shy off stage, but then in front of a microphone, you know, I'm talking nonstop, but uh, I've always kind of felt like I had that kinship with him, that same kind of personality, I guess you could say. Totally. And he, you know, it's like a good old Midwest kind of vibe. Yeah. And uh, I heard there's a cool story about uh new God at one point was supposed to be in, in a uh, film on a music soundtrack. Yes, there was a sci-fi movie that was being produced, and um, it was like these kids kind of skateboarding around in the like post-apocalyptic future, and we were supposed to be like the house industrial band in some scene, and you know, so we started writing some music that would fit along with that idea and maybe a little bit of the storyline, and the you know the time to shoot came and went, and so you know a few bumps had been hit. And um, eventually it was time for the album to come out and it was like, all right, do we just, we hold off on this track or the label really liked it. So we're like, you know what, we'll just put it out on here and then see what the the movie situation is uh, after that. So I guess, you know, if, if that movie thing is still going on, we'll just have to write some more tunes for it. Yeah, not a bad thing and, and a, certainly a killer tune and one of the ones I've been playing the most. But uh, I think that you know, aside from from your individual situation with this tune, but I think that that's something that's lacking that I always loved back in the day is when there were those big killer movie soundtracks like Terminator Two and Guns and Roses. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, what I mean? man. There, there was like it, it's funny because sometimes the the song wasn't even featured on the movie at all, but it was just in the soundtrack. So you had to go buy the soundtrack for the movie, right. and it wasn't on anybody's album. And it, then there was some some strange cases where the the movie soundtrack ended up way cooler than the actual movie. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, like maybe at the moment the movie was cool, but then the album lived on and the movie kind of became cheesy or stuck in an era, you know? Right, for sure. I'm looking forward to that time again, you know what I mean? 
like Let's not some bad movies with great music. Like the uh, the Mad Max that came out, was it last summer, the year before Fury Road? Like that right. was screaming for a sound, like a metal soundtrack. You're you're totally yeah, you're absolutely right. That would have been awesome. Maybe they had the dude like playing guitar and, and you know it like, was yeah, it was so like primed for it. Yeah, but it didn't happen. Maybe so they'll do another another one, another installation of this era of Mad Max. I love what you guys are doing out on the road now and this whole tour with Gemini Syndrome and Stitched Up Hard. And you guys really kind of came up together, too, at the Roxy. That's exactly that's exactly where it all kind of began for us. And now, ironically, we, we're all on the same label together. The more time I spend with these, these other band members, the more I like them. It's not always that way. You know what I mean? You're sure. like, all right, I've had enough. You, you get to know them better and better, and they're just like... They, we're we're all coming from the same place. We're all hard workers, and we all have our own contribution. And um, it, it's cool because we're all we're all working together. We're all helping each other. You know, we we help each other load gear on and off stage every <laughs> night. You know what I mean? It's like it's just this real family. I feel like like some weird metal hippie thing going on. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> we 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 all just love each other. It's wild. It's funny that you mentioned family, because that's kind of what it feels like from the outside, just seeing it all happen. almost feels like that Motown vibe back in the day where they all used to yeah, record. Yeah, dude, that, that. I, totally. <laughs> yeah, we love Motown. I love that. I love that, that Another Century's doing that with you guys and putting you guys out on the road together and all that, and it it definitely has that family, old-school vibe. So so you're seeing it even from the outside. That's cool. Yeah. that's That's how it feels with us, too. It definitely comes through, and I was all getting ready to give you a bunch of grief going, how are all these bands that came up at the Roxy not doing a show at the Roxy? And then, bam, you guys just announced it last week. And here we go. September 8th at the Roxy. It was kind of strange because, um, like, for instance, Gemini Syndrome, they've, they've been on tour for quite a while, almost nonstop, and it seemed like every tour that they were on just somehow was missing a Hollywood show at the end or at the beginning where, you know, it usually starts on one coast, goes to the other and back. Right. And they were just like, geez, it's been like three years since they've played the, the Roxy, I think. So this has been a long time coming and it's going to be a really cool homecoming for them and for us and for Stitched Apart, for sure. I'm looking forward to it, man. I keep seeing all these photos online of you guys on stage on the road and are you a black belt like david lee roth i keep seeing you doing all these crazy like jump kicks in the air and everything (laughs) yeah no that's just from the heart that's there's no training involved maybe trial and error like don't (laughs) don't hurt yourself like this again you know but yeah it's just just being kind of hyperactive as a kid and you know doing all the things that i would get in trouble for as a kid but i'm allowed to because i have a (laughs) microphone in my hand for some reason and i'm not getting kicked out of this club this time I imagine, though, because you're a tall dude as well. Like, you must kind of take a peek up. I hope at least you peek up a little bit because I can see you hitting the rafters real quick, too. <laughs> well, you, you know, like, there, even though I'm I'm doing a lot of things in the moment, there's a little bit of my, my higher thinking still intact. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the self-preservation factor. So, yeah, major, okay. major, major props on the, the Dirty Deeds cover. Is that your favorite ACDC tune, or how would you guys pick that one? You, you know what? This is what happened, at least why I have, like, a, a personal connection to that song, 
it's one of my first memories of hearing music. There was someone in like a gremlin or something like that driving by in my neighborhood when I was really little. And, uh, you know, I was like just in the front yard or something. And this, this guy was driving by just blasting it with his windows down. And I'd <laughs> never heard anything like it. I remember hearing the breakdown where Bon Scott's going, dirty, they're done, dirt cheap. And I was like, that guy sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And it was really like this really primal thing got pulled out of me. I was like, he sounds like a guitar, but like a guy. It really resonated with me. So it, it's funny to now be able to sing that on stage every night with, with my buddies and, and the whole crowd goes wild. And um, it's, it's still connected me to one of my first memories of music and that emotional quality that it, it, it goes straight into, you, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you spent some time, like, dissecting the lyrics and, and taking them all in. And, you know, at, at the end, he's listing off, you know, cyanide and TNT. But then he also throws in contracts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can never That's, make um, sense of that. It's Hey, he, he's talking about the treachery of his own life, you know, like... There's danger at every corner. Sometimes it has to do with contracts. <laughs> the danger of lawyers and, and getting sued, I guess. Or, or... Yeah, well, you know what? Speaking of which, we actually tracked, we went to Dave Mustaine's house and recorded that song. He did some of the parts, of the, some of the vocals with us, and we have not gotten clearance or anything like that. So it actually kind of hits close to home with that track. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's great. How did you end up at Dave Mustaine's house to do an ACDC cover? I, long, long story short, we, um, you know, through friends of friends and stuff like that, we, we ended up hanging out with Dave Mustaine. I think Mikey, our guitarist, um, started, you know, they were all partying backstage, and Mikey was like, hey, check this out, because we, we all knew that he loved ACDC. That's one of his favorite bands. Right. Uh, he prides himself on bringing ACDC or popularizing ACDC to, like, Southern California when he was a kid at parties, like bringing the, you know, his records and, and pumping them and getting people into them. So he's a really proud fan of ACDC. So Mikey uh, plays him our track as we had recorded it, like basically just a demo and was showing Dave Mustaine, like his guitar solo. And Dave Mustaine is like holding up Mikey's cell phone up to his ear, like <laughs> leaning back, looking up at the sky, basically, or the ceiling, wherever they, wherever they were backstage. And um, he's like, I like it. I really like it. And, and basically from that, that moment, it basically kind of transformed into, yeah, I'll sing on it with you guys. It was really wow. surreal and strange. Like, <laughs> like a, a, a notoriously like difficult guy as far as like, press is concerned you know he's always like combative with people he was sure. just like yeah i'll do it it's it pretty insane man going to his house and recording his vocals on this existing track that we had laid down wow. and um you know we'll, we'll see where the legalities take it if we can ever release it properly or you know i was but, gonna say nothing nothing against mikey but why not let dave mustaine throw down a solo on that tune well it, w it was just the fact that he had already laid it down you know what i mean it was just like through the convenience and they, but but Dave that was one of the reasons he liked the track he's like oh, I like your guitar choices and, and Mikey loves Mustaine's playing too so it was just oh, yeah. one of those like-minded shared oh cool I like your playing high five you know